You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 168 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sina Schwording, live from New York City. And uh, last I reported, it was, you know, the winter was hanging on uh, stubbornly, even though the spring is, you know, should be well well here by now uh, and sure enough since then <clears throat> things have heated up considerably uh, it was almost summer these last couple days and as always just like New York's weather uh, just as the city was hot so too do we hope Besiktas would be um, without giving any spoilers away um, so our uh, our match of course, for this episode was a hugely important one against the likes of Rizespor, a side who, you know, we traditionally beat, but at the same time who has also traditionally thrown up a few uh, nasty results for not, not just us, but for all the, uh, the Istanbul three, if you will, the big three. Uh, so they have it in them to, to get some results and they have an, a lot of talent on their side so you know as always we'd have to be on our top game on top of our game uh, to, to get a result here for sure uh, but so yeah let's obviously dig into what would be a, a hugely important match but before we do as we typically do these days let's talk a little bit about the situation going into the match <clears throat> so um, as we typically do. I guess let's talk a little bit about our opponents first. Now, it's important to note that we've already caught everybody up on the the matches of our rivals coming into this one. We waited for those results for our last episode, just as we have for this one. But uh, for anyone who forgot, last week, uh, both Galatasaray and Fener got victories. Uh, Galatasaray beat Konya on the road, nil to one. And Fener beat Kasim Pasha 3-2 at home. Um, so, of course, we ourselves were coming off uh, a nice victory. As I said, things were heating up for us. Uh, that was my little spoiler, but I guess it was true before, you know. For anyone who didn't know, obviously, uh, we played Kaiseri and we won 3-1. And we were getting hot behind some unlikely offensive production from a side that has no strikers um you know with abubakar out he would be out of course for this match too but i'm getting ahead of myself i, I just said i would talk about our opponents first and then i, I talked about us but um yeah let's talk rize rize is a side who is sort of firmly mid-table not really much of a danger 
um, to anyone at this point. So they didn't have a ton to play for, except for their pride, of course. Uh, although with that said, they're in pretty good form. Um, their previous match against Genshler, they lost two to one. Genshler is fighting for uh, to, to get out of the relegation zone, so they had a little bit more to play for, perhaps. But before that, they beat Konya five to three at home. Um, so against her, they lost on the road. So they beat Konya at home five to three. They lost. Uh, they beat Antalya uh, two to three. Or, um, so on the road, uh, and then they drew Trabzon nil nil. So a lot of good results before that Genslayer debacle for them. But again, they didn't have much to play for. Uh, and before that, to round out our five matches, uh, they they lost to Guztepe two to nil um, on the road. So you know, up and down results if you count the the, the entirety of their last five. But you know, they were on a good streak going into that Gensler match. So uh, they would have, you know, I think they want to round out the season on a positive note. They probably would have wanted to beat us to sort of put a, uh, you know, to underline things, if you will. Uh, and they, they have a bunch of talent this side. So, I, you know, I think they would have wanted to show it off a little bit. Um, you know, kind of show the world what they've got. Show, show the Super League what they've got. The, uh... Turkish Super League, that is. <laughs> I, I guess we didn't really ever follow that up, but for anyone who doesn't know, the European Super League has been postponed, canceled. I think there are like three teams still left in it, so that's good news for all of us. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about uh, us. So, I mean, going into this match, I mentioned Abubakar's out. Additionally, Kyle Laren uh, was... Actually, he was back, but I think we were sort of being cautious we don't want him to, to re-injure himself so he was on the bench uh, additionally Nejip and Valentin Rosier were suspended for this match uh, for for accumulating a few too many yellow cards uh, obviously better to get it out of the way now than potentially against Galatasaray in a couple matches but so anyway but yeah they'd be gone um, but so yeah, let's dig into this lineup. So uh, for them, I should probably mention their keeper is a solid, Gokan Akan. Uh, names familiar that you'll recognize. Also, their left back is Ismail Koibashi. Um, their striker Boldrin is pretty good. Um, Brian Samudio has uh, you know given everyone fits in this league. Yasin Pelivan, you know they've got a number of familiar names. They're certainly not someone that you'd expect to walk over easily. Uh, for us, Ersin was in the goal, of course. Domagos Vida and Wellington on the back lines. We had a trustworthy back line again. And Sakula on the left side of our defense. And Dorokan Tokus on the right side, uh, replacing uh, Valentin Rosier, who I mentioned was suspended here. Joseph was on the back of our midfield with Atiba ahead of him and Adem Lijajic in the sort of most attacking role there. Uh, Georges Kevin and Kudu would start on the left side after a really hot match against Kaiseri, so we'd hope, for, we'd hope that he would carry that into this one. Rashid Ghazal would play on the right side, of course. And up front again, who else but Gokhan Touré, apparently our third striker. Um, none of us knew that until last week, but that's what it is. Um, but so yeah, I think all of us would have been pretty uh, pleased with this lineup. Um, we didn't really have a ton of options anywhere 
frankly, and I think uh, the, the we were surprisingly effective in attack in our previous match against Kaiseki, despite not having a striker. So uh, I think all of us would have been pretty pleased even to see Gokan Tore. He, he was effective, if not, you know, a star of the match by any stretch. But, you know, he did what he had to do and he kind of opened up our attack a bit. So I think all of us would have liked to have seen him get this look rather than anyone else. Um, especially given that, again, uh, we were easing Kyle Laren back in after his injury and Abubakar is out. But so let's dig in. Uh, and right as as per usual, as we've been doing lately, we came out with some flair and, and some energy, which you'd hope to see, given what we have to play for, right? Uh, and in the first minute, Atiba would lay it off to Adem Lijic, who would get in a nice shot on goal, and Gokhan Akan, uh, Rize's keeper, would, would save it. Yeah, this would become a bit of a nasty theme, uh, to be honest, if you will. Uh, but so, yeah, in the fourth minute, Atiba would lay it on for Rashid Ghezal, who would uh, find Gokhan Tore on the ground, and he, from a bit of distance, would send in a shot uh, that again was saved. This one more impressive than the other one. And so Gokhan Akan doing some frustratingly good keeping against us. Uh, and then the 13th minute, Adem Lijic would lay it off for Nkudu, uh, who would send it in from a, 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 also just sort of the edge of the penalty block. And it would again be saved. Um, so this was getting annoying. Three opportunities, three saves so far. It's worth mentioning, by the way, that we're on the road here. I th I, maybe I mentioned it already, but we're at the Yeni Rize Shehir Stadi. So, um, this keeper is playing well in front of, uh, well, not in front of any fans, I suppose, but certainly at home, you know, keeping the, uh, the keeping the fort safe, if you will. But so, um, yeah. We would be happy, I think, with the effort and the attacking initiative shown by Besiktas early here, but also very frustrated by Gokhan Akan's really quality keeping. But, sure enough, in the 15th minute of play, Rashid Ghezal, um, some lovely dribbling, would get behind the defense, slotted in on the ground, lovely, just perfectly placed to, to Georges Kevin, who would, in fact, ride that form from last week and pop it into the back of the net. I mean, not a very challenging goal, but still, you know, you'd like to see it. We, we had a lot of opportunities like this blocked by defenders, so I guess we got to give credit where it's due. Nkudu finishes, and Besiktas has the lead. Nil to one on the road. Um, just a great start, uh, despite being frustrated early. We showed that persistence and got the goal. In the 16th minute, just a minute later, I'm not sure, there was a sub, I don't know. So uh, so Yasin Pelivan would get injured and Loic Remy would come on. And I don't know if this was right before or right after what would happen next. And that would be, so right after our goal, uh, it was Rush, no, not Rashid goes. it was Atiba who would find Gokhan Ture along the side, the side of the right side of, of their uh, side of the pitch. And he would slot it on for Adem Lijic, who would take a couple dribbles, advancing quickly from 
from our side of the pitch, and he would take again take a couple nice little dribbles, send in a shot perfectly, sliding it in, just a little air underneath it, across the goal mouth into the left side of the net, and it was a goal. Uh, and somehow, it was flagged for offsides. And what I really did not like about the way it was flagged is that Atiba Hutchinson, whose pass to Gokan Tore was the sort of one that was a judge to be offside, or rather Gokan Tore was a judge to be offside, uh, you couldn't see the ball. So Atibo himself was obscured by a defender, and so you couldn't really see the ball if it was on his foot or not. It seemed like they kind of waited a little bit. Um, let the ball roll off his foot a little before stopping it and you couldn't really tell that because um, the, you couldn't see where the ball would or would not have connected to Atiba's foot because it was obscured by a defender and they didn't really give it much of a review they just kind of were like nope no no, no offsides and um, the camera you know there wasn't much attention given to it they didn't really uh, you know they gave us a freeze frame but again it was that shot with, with Atiba obscured behind the defender so I was unhappy with this I thought it might have actually been a goal but it was taken away. Um, offsides for Gokan Tore, which if you, anyone remembers last week, he did a lot of. Um, but so yeah, that, was, that would be a shame. 30th minute though, and Kudu. Um, and so like I mentioned, there was a sub where Loe Kalembi would come on. And, and for anyone who followed the news midweek, he was talking some trash coming to this match. So that would have uh, raised some eyebrows, I think. Although I guess I was surprised he didn't start in the, in the first place. Given all the trash he was talking, you'd think he'd be, you know, relevant somehow. But anyway, in the 30th minute, Nkudu would lay it on nicely for Adem Ljajic, who would do some fancy dribbling, and then find Atiba, whose shot would be blocked by a defender. I mentioned earlier that Nkudu managed to score despite all that goal, goal mouth uh, traffic, but so um, Atiba would not. Uh, and in the 43rd minute, Gazal would send in a free kick, which would be cleared out deep. And I don't know who sends it in, maybe Wellington with his head, but it would drop to Joseph, who would slickly pass it on, sort of behind his back, lobbing it up, up over him, dropping it into the path of Domagos Vida, um, who would make contact with the ball, or his defender would. It's not entirely clear. I think it may have been the defender. And it would drop into the path of Atiba, who would slam it into the back of the net. No question this time. A goal, surely. And then somehow, again, it's called off with very little review. Um, no freeze framing from BN Sports. So I don't know what... Maybe they couldn't really find out what was going on, really, either. I mean, there may have been a grazing of the hand by Domagos Rita. But even if so... The arm was under the control of the defender who was sort of shoving him from behind. So I really, again, don't like the call. I think at this point we're up 3-0. And so somehow we go into the half only up 1-0. And you can tell from the body language of our players that they feel like they've done enough to deserve a sort of hardy lead. And instead it's, you know, narrow thin. Narrow thin? Um, razor thin, I suppose. But, um, yeah, just... Unfortunate, not what you want to see given all the work we've put into to really deserving a solid lead here. And the refs with some questionable uh, some questionable work here. But anyway, we're going to the half. 
up a goal, and, and it was a great half, despite the referee's finagling. Um, I forgot to mention that Adem Lijajic would get himself a yellow card in the 36th minute of, of that half, but um, besides that, nothing really of note besides just being robbed of a couple goals there. So yeah, at the half, no subs for us, many for them, uh, not many too. Uh, Morozhyuk would come on for Bayano and Durak. I think it's Abdullah, Abdullah Durak, I believe. Um, he would enter. <coughs> he would enter this match as well. Um, for Michalak. Uh, but so yeah. Besides that, right out of the gates again, we looked like we were ready to to get another goal. I think we knew we couldn't sort of rest on our laurels with just the one goal. And so it would be Gokan Tore with uh, forcing a save in the 48th minute. And then Gokan Tore nicely finding Adem Lijajic in the box, uh, who would try, you know, he, again, there was a big crowd, lots of traffic in there. Gizeh was defending seriously at this point. Uh, and so he would try to loft the ball over the defense and the keeper, but it would just go over the bar. Um, closer than I thought. I thought it was a little too cheeky when I first saw it, but upon replay from a different angle, you know, it was actually relatively close, so whatever, but um, two near misses right out of the gates. You like to see the effort. Uh, but then, sure enough, this is why we needed that goal. You could tell uh, in the 54th minute, Loic Lemmy would find Brian Samudio, who would find himself one-on-one with the keeper and Ersin with a huge save, snuffing it out. Uh, and then eventually somebody would be called offside anyway. So, uh, but and I, I don't even care. I, I'd like to just note that Ersin came up big for us when he was called on. And that would have been a huge moment, obviously, uh, with us still only at 1 0. In the 56th minute now, I think it was Wellington. It was someone deep in the back. Pretty sure it was Wellington. Um, but. Someone sends it all the way up, kind of nicely actually, for Gokan Tore, who's running up the right side of the wing, which is something he'd be, he would do despite being the striker um, fairly consistently in this match. And yeah, I mean, you can't say enough. He, he sort of uses his body well to hold off his defender, which is Selim Ai at this point. Um, Selim Ai sort of stumbles off the ball, Gokan Tore gets it really well, um, on stride no less, and just takes it in along the right side, sort of moves his way in towards the center of the pitch, and then with his left foot, curls it around the keeper. Just pretty, so pretty. Um, kisses the camera, you know, not exactly COVID, uh, pandemic uh, advised. You know, I wouldn't advise that. I don't think the doctors advise that sort of behavior, but we'll let it go. Hopefully the camera lens was clean. Uh, and he did the toreng with his hand on his face. Um, so, uh, yeah, just lovely. Get that second goal. We really needed it. Zero to two on the road here. Uh, just like I said, they had almost equalized just before. Not just before. Um, well, yeah, it was just two minutes earlier, actually. So it was just before. Uh, so, you know, that just sort of signifies why you need that goal. And sure enough, get it. Huge. Gokan Tore just can't say enough about this kid who, I mean, he's not a kid, he's fairly old now, but, um, you know, the guy who's just not a striker, and he comes in and just plays his heart out for us in a, in a vital role, just possibly saving our title run, frankly. 
Um, anyway, 74th minute, Adem Ljajic finds Rashid Gezal Ljajic from deep in the back. Rashid Gezal runs forward onto it on the right side. Um, just lovely moves, dribbling, slithering around. Riza can't get the ball off him, and then he slots it in. Another sort of curling shot uh, coming down the right side, curls it in across the goal to the left, similar to Gokhan Tode's finish, but perhaps even more impressive. Uh, and just a stunner. We have a 3-0 lead now, nil to three. We're happy. We're feeling like we've got this. Now, for anyone following Galatasaray's match, they're playing Konya at the same time as us. It's nil-nil still there. It's the 74th minute of our match, and um, yeah, three-goal lead. Can't say enough about that. Uh, 80th, 80th minute, Rashid Gazal would find Adem Lijajic, who would do a slick little dummy. You can tell it was pretty tired at this point, but still had enough energy to do this and get a shot on goal. Gokhan Akan with a lovely save. And yeah, just, um, just fantastic play here, actually. I forgot to mention, however, though, after Gokhan Tore's goal, he would leave the match in the 62nd minute with what looked to be an injury. Um, Kyle Lan would come in. We're hoping for the best. It sounds like it might not be a bad one. They might uh, not risk him against Hatai, just to avoid, like I said, risking him. But uh, it doesn't sound like it was a bad injury in the end. 67th minute, they made a substitution. Donsa coming in for Sabo. 72nd minute, a yellow card for them. For Yasin Pelivan, who, if anyone recalls, was already taken out of the match with an injury early on. So from the bench, he earned himself a card somehow. Uh, and then the goal scored by Gazal, which I already mentioned, in the 74th slash 75th. In the 78th minute, I did not mention this, Montero would come into the game for Atiba Hutchinson, and Baldrin would leave the match for them for Dos Santos. Um, Fernando. Sort of hefty dude for them. But so, yeah, that would basically be it for the subs leading into what I said was uh, Adem Liaj's final effort where he was tired but made the dummy and then forced a nice save. 87th minute um, right after Bernard Mensah would enter the match for Adem Liaj who I yeah, just was visibly tired. They would get a free kick in a somewhat dangerous position. I mean not particularly dangerous. It looked like it was a little deep out but nonetheless Ismail Koibasha Lots it in. Just an absolutely fantastic free kick goal. I never knew him to be capable of such a thing. He did the classy thing and, and didn't celebrate, you know, as a former player of ours. I, I would rather he just didn't score at all, you know, of course. But it is what it is. He's a footballer playing football. Um, just two minutes later, Moroziuk would send in a long ball and a free kick. It would drop to the head of Dokovic, who would head it in. Um, cleanly and just a shocker of a goal and suddenly it's three to two or two to three because we're on the road uh, and we're all sweating heavily and our hearts are pounding and of course naturally Besiktas is scaring us all as they tend to do but um, we would hold on fear not uh, there would be a final yellow card for Dokovic the goal scorer in the fourth minute of extra time the match would the whistle would be blown in the seventh minute of extra time and that would be it. Besiktas wins! Huge match! 
Um, and so, just to quickly recap, uh, I didn't go over assists, official assisters. So, on Nkudu's first goal, Gezal, who's credited with the assist. And Gokan Tore's goal, the second, it was, in fact, Wellington who was credited with the assist. So, my guess was correct. On the third goal, it was Gezal's assist was, uh, I mentioned, credited to Adem Ljajic. So, those were your assisters. Uh, and the final score, 2-3, to three, a huge road victory. Um... Galata said I would pull a late winner out of their match, um, which ended around the same time as ours ended, so that's something to note, uh, which we were all paying attention to. But yeah, whatever, man. I think we were all feeling good about our victory, and we still have that six-point gap between us and Galata today, so who cares? We're feeling good. Three huge points. And now let me uh, quickly segue to... Statisticos. And we'll start with possession, as we typically do. And it was surprising. I guess we were up quite a bit for quite a while. Uh, and it wasn't until the 87th minute that Ismail scored their first goal. So they were behind a bit, and they had to be holding on a bit more than you'd expect. But nonetheless, Besiktas only had 54% of the ball to their 46. Um, total shots, however, 16 to their 8. And we created 19 chances to their 7. Um, only 2 big chances each, though, they, uh, supposedly. I don't know if I buy that stat. Um, 376 accurate passes by Besiktas, which is an exceptional amount. But again, they held the ball more than we typically allow our opponents to. They had 292 accurate passes. Uh, we, we completed our passes at an 84% rate versus their 78% rate. Still, very impressive for Dizze. They played well, um, despite being down. I mean, you wouldn't think so. The first half was all us, but I guess the second half, you know, they're credit to them. Um, they conceded 18 fouls. Uh, we, uh, we conceded 16. We had six corners to their five. They were offsides five times to our twice. Um... So yeah, we had nine shots on target. They only had three on target. Still, Anderson got had some action there, I guess you could say. Um, any other major team stats? I don't really want to. I guess no. I mean, each of us were given a yellow card. I mean, th this was actually our first. Um, you know, the fouls versus yellow card ratio was actually decent for a change. Arison was actually only credited with one save, although he had a, a good punch as well. And a save inside the box, which doesn't count as a save save, because it was a, you know, kind of charging out for it, which I think we mentioned earlier. Anyway, let's talk stats. Um, I guess let me quickly roll through. Big chances created. Um, Rashid Gazal and Kudu Gokantore Wellington, each given one. Um, total shots, the leader, the go the, the match leader was Adem Ljajic, who had five, and Kudu had four, Gokan Tode, three. The, the most efficient passers, Atiba Hutchinson, 98%, uh, completing 53 passes. Adem Ljajic completed 49 at a 91% rate. Um, Montasar Talbi, their central defender, completed 42 at an 88% rate. Um, etc., etc., etc. Dribbles succeeded. Fernando Boldrin, their striker, completed five dribbles at 100% rate. Fabrice Nsaka completed four at 100% rate, so he was very effective. Rashid Gazal completed four as well, but at a 57% rate. And we'll get into individual stats uh, more in more depth, obviously, soon. Um, just quickly, 
The most successful tacklers of this match, Wellington, completed four tackles, was 80% with his rate of success. Ismail Koibasha also had four tackles at a 67% rate of success. Samu uh, Ferdiza had three tackles at a 75% rate. And then Joseph had three tackles. Dorokan had two. That Montessar Talbi guy had two as well. Oh, that Talbi guy, I must say, was fairly impressive. I know we, we scored three times, so you don't really want to give too much shine to any of their defenders, but um, yeah, I, I still thought so. Um, so let's talk about individual uh, performances here. And I'll, again, I'll go through the, the sort of player ratings. Rashid Ghazal was the highest rated player, as you can imagine, uh, and a goal and an assist. He had two shots, 39 accurate passes at an 80% rate of success. He created five chances. Um, one shot off target, one shot on, by the way, for those two sh shots. Um, three long balls, one of them accurate. Six crosses, four key passes, 75 touches, six duels, one out of 17. So that was not a very good job, honestly. But, you know, at least he was trying very, very you know, he's involved a lot, 17 duels. Um, he was four of seven on dribbles. Um, succeeded versus attempted. He was dispossessed only once. He was he made six recoveries actually, so he was active, uh, even going back and getting the ball. He was he won one out of two aerial duels, which you know that's not really his thing. But anyway, yeah, just a, a solid match all around for Rashid Gazal. The next up, next highest rated player was Adem Liayic, who had only one assist credit, but he had five shots. Like I said, the most in the game. 49 accurate passes at a 91% rate. Just, I mean, I have to say that Adem Liaic has been, even in matches where he hasn't stood out as like, you know, as his better matches, he's been very effective in, in just connecting our attack to our defense, to our midfield. So, just I, I really am happy that he's come in and performed since sort of being re-entered into the squad at the halfway point. Uh, anyway, five shots, like I mentioned. Three off target, though, but two on. He forced some action by Gokhan Akan. I mentioned a number of those. Um, yeah, two crosses. Uh, one accurate long ball. He's one for one on long ball, so that's, that's great. Five key passes. 65 touches, so very active. Two corners. So he took, got a little corner action from um, Rashid Gizal. He had five recoveries as well, so he actually got back a little bit too. Um, he didn't attempt any dribbles that's it's hard to believe zero for zero on a dribble succeeded or attempted so i'm just going to assume these stats are incomplete in that regard uh nkudu was the next sort of exceptional performer of the lot uh nkudu had a goal obviously four total shots 25 accurate passes at a 74 percent rate but a lot of crossing involved for him he has three of his four shots were on target so that's Fairly exceptional. <clears throat> Only one cross successful, but two for two on long ball. No key passes, so um, the goal was really key to his ratings, I suspect. But he had 58 touches, so he was also very involved. And he won four of seven duels. So not as involved as you might like, but he was successful at least. Um, 0 for 2 on dribbles succeeded versus attempted. Um, but he, he, er, he earned a lot of free kicks, he was fouled three times, made five recoveries, he was very active in coming back, which you love to see, 
he won his one aerial duel too, so um, you know, he's sort of quietly effective. We we go from exceptional to very good, uh, where you have Wellington and Joseph de Souza. I've already given their key defensive stats. I won't really go too far into it. Atiba Hutchinson also had a very good game. Um, 98% success rate of passing, 53 passes, three chances created. Uh, and again, only 78 minutes played. He came out of this match too, and he was he had a shot that was blocked. So just very effective, blocked by the defender, not by the keeper. Um, he won five of eight duels as well. Uh, only two recoveries from him, but he was more involved in attack, I suppose. Um, Gokan Tore had a great uh, match rating as well. Uh, credited with a goal, obviously. Three shots. Only 19 accurate passes. That probably tarnished his rating a little, but 83% uh, rate of success. No crosses or long balls. So... Um, maybe his sort of inefficient passing had a role to play. He had 32 touches, though, so he was fairly active. Only offsides once, so he did better in that regard. Uh, and then the sort of less um, impressive performance ratings-wise go to Domagoj Vida and Dorukan Tokus, Fabrice and Sakala. And I think that's shocking. I actually think those three guys, especially Dorukan and Fabrice and Sakala, were really good and I think the only reason their ratings might not be so high is just because they were not called upon so much. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't get rated more highly because I thought they were actually very good. Um, or, you know, Dorokan, I'm gonna say that. I think his best position is as a right back. I've said this for a long time actually, but um, we haven't seen a lot of it since that first season with this. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I really think... I mean, and for the national team, he's played on the right back role a bit more than he has with us, possibly. But I think that's the strongest position. He proved me right here. Uh, I think this was one of his better performances for us in a while. He stood out as really sadly defending. Nice sliding tackles. And Sakula, too, just really good. And he's been so good for, like, four or five matches in a row. And I know... We all love Ridvan Yilmaz and want to see him performing well, but I don't think any of us can argue against Nsakala playing these days. I think many are begrudgingly having to admit that the dude is really playing well. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it there. I don't really need to dig into any sort of low-light type stuff because I really feel like this was a pretty good game despite the late collapse. Um, perhaps the late collapse had to do with some of the defenders on our side not having the ratings I feel like they deserved. Maybe they had a role to play in that late collapse. I don't think so. There was a free kick. Um, both goals of theirs were free kicks. One by Ismail Kobasha, which was just a stunner that, you know, Erickson couldn't be blamed for. And then the other one by um, Dokovic off a header. I don't know who allowed it, but, I mean, it was a frantic goal mouth scramble late in the match. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to really even... Just, I'm not going to look at the highlight and sort of try to pick on someone here. I'm just going to live with it. Um, huge win. Let's talk standings. Because, of course, that's really all there is that's left to talk. Um, you know, and that's the, the key thing here. Now, I mentioned Galatas that I won late in their match. Uh, that was played at the same time as us. So they got their three points, but we still have that six-point advantage over them. 
What happened after? Uh, and that happened. Like it's like, now it's yesterday. It's late night. Recording for me here. And I waited for this result because it's important to us. Um, Fenerbahce was on the road against Alanyaspor. Alanya is a really solid team. You know, I think a lot of us were hoping they could get a result against Fener, hold them to a point or something like that. And sure enough, they did. Nil to nil. And Alanya, they hit the woodwork like three or four times. Alanya deserved three points. It's almost a shame Fener got anything out of this. They did, though. They got a single point in a nil to nil draw. Uh, they went down a man right before the half. I guess it's worth noting. Um, rightly so. Uh, just a terrible tackle. But anyway, let's not even talk about their game because I think what's, what's important here is the standings now. Just because after they dropped two points here, Bacitash is still in first place. We have seven, sorry, first place. We have 78 points. Fenerbahce is in second place with 73 points. And Galatasaray is in third place with 72 points. So we all have played 36 matches. Galatasaray will maybe be playing to pass Fenerbahce now. Um, so that's unfortunate. They're going to still have plenty to play for against us. Um, but, you know, I'm not really scared of them. What's important here is that we have a five-point lead over Fenerbahce and a six-point lead over Galatasaray. We've all played 36 matches. Um, goal differential, we are at plus 40. Fenerbahce is at plus 28, and Galatasaray is at plus 35. So we have a five-goal advantage over Galatasaray. Um, again, you know, uh, we've been sort of helping ourselves in that regard lately. This time it was one. We we won by one goal. Galatasaray won by one goal, so remained equal in that regard. But just yeah, fantastic results for us as far as Fenerbahce goes in our win. Um, it's nice to have a little space from them now, and it means that we can now afford to lose and draw. We have only four matches left and we could lose one of those matches and draw another one and we'd still be champions. So I told everyone to calm down. I said, you know, it, it hurt to lose points in the, the couple of times we did recently. But that really the pressure was still on our opponents. Like no one wins five matches in a row in the Super League these days. And sure enough, just the next week, Fenerbahce proved me right. Um, yeah, just great. Just great. Uh, so our next match is against Hatay Spore. I don't know why it's on Saturday when all the rest of the, the Super League's matches are on Sunday. Hatay Spore, we, we asked for some, for some reason we had to ask for their permission to move it back to Sunday. Like the rest of the league's matches were. Uh, Hatay Spore said no. So, F them, right? But anyhow, um, Saturday... I guess we have to wait less. That's the good news. We get, we get, for, for those of us who are a little impatient. Uh, this coming Saturday, Besiktas will be hosting Hatay Spore. Uh, for anyone who needs to know the date of this coming Saturday, it is the very first day of May. May Day. May 1st. Saturday against Hatay Spore. Um, Hatay, obviously, a very strong side. They're currently in fifth place behind Trabzonspor. Uh, they have 57 points, so they can't really catch Trabzon, to be honest. So they don't have much to play for at this point, uh, except, obviously, holding on to fifth place and not letting Alanya beat them would give them access to Europe if we won the cup and the, t the, the championship. 
course, if they beat us, it would be harder for us to win the championship. So I don't know. They have conflicting interests here. Um, I don't know if that's true. If, if there are five Turkish teams going to Europe still. I feel like we might have lost this spot, actually. But anyway, whatever. They might have something to play for is what I'm trying to get at. So, I mean, whatever. It's a big game. Um, you know, Bupenza, their, their Super League leading goal scorer, has uh, supposedly got contacts with Fenerbahce next season. You know, he's going to join them. That's the word on the streets. So, maybe he'll want to perform for them, right? Uh, so, yeah. We have to win, still. I mean, we don't technically have to, but I do think we should. It would make our lives a lot easier. We could all go to sleep much more easily on Saturday night and kind of just enjoy Sunday's results, however they come in. But anyway, so yeah, there it is. Uh, Saturday, May 1st, Besiktas will host Hatay Spor. Uh, 1.30 p.m. again here on the eastern coast of the United States. Check your local listings. Be there or be square. Uh, as always, be back. We will be here for you. Um, stay in, stay in touch. Stay tuned, uh, and we'll be back post that match and maybe post the results on Sunday. So, you know, Sunday, Monday, thereabouts. Uh, and as always, go Bashington! Peace out, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore Podcast. Follow me at Sir underscore Rice underscore A Lot. Follow us on Instagram Black Eagle Podcast. One word. Peace out. Stay tuned for after the beef with the Southern Eagle MD. game after it's finished so it's actually nice to watch the game again as you know the result uh, what I would like to say uh, I thought it was a miracle playing against Kaiserspor with this uh, without a uh, striker Gokantore is like a hidden striker more like a uh, connected with the midfield I thought that was a miracle game but as the team played same game again against Rizal Sport today, that's not a miracle anymore. That's a plan. And uh, Sergei Yelchin, as I say, is the smartest uh, managers in the league. He's he came up with a plan, and that plan really confused the opponent teams, and they do not know who to uh, hold, who to chase. And first four minutes. We had three shots on target with Enkudu, Gökhan, and uh, Laich. And uh, the easiest one was the Enkudu. Instead of hitting on the low, he hit the ball high and straight the goalie on the 14th seconds of the game. Uh, we could have started with the goal in the first minute. Anyhow, 
Um, team played well after I watched the game second time. And we did not give much opportunity to the opponents until the 55th minute. And that minute, uh, Ersin saved one-on-one uh, -on -one with his head and the ball went out. And that ball come back and Gökhan scored. And the critical moment was that when Gökhan scored, whole team, including whole bench, went to celebrate with him. That was uh, that was the moment that half team was connected, how the manager made the every single player to believe the championship. That that is dedication. We were quick passing, we were running opening spaces for each other and Kudu was good, Laich was good, Gezal was excellent. I mean his assist to Enkudu was phenomenal. I mean dragging all the defenders and between four or five players making a very clear pass to Enkudu to roll it into empty net. That's fantastic. And his goal just copy of what he did in the Erzurum game. He's really a magician as the Beşiktaş fans made the big uh, picture of him for the stadium. He is the magician for a uh, team right now. And what they were saying, I heard the critics, we should not share much about his assists or goals because the Leicester City may increase his uh, fee and they may not let him come to us for next season. And only negativity in the team again was like last game. Uh, unfortunately, Bernard Mensah, he was disconnected with the team. His, his uh, efforts, his belief, uh, not there. And I hope Sergen Yalçın manager sees that too, so the next game he does not give him a chance. Even putting Rudvan in forward or midfield instead of Bernard Mensa would make the uh, ball rolling and passing accuracy much higher than what Bernard Mensa did. And uh, Sergen Yalçın, as I said, is the smartest uh, football manager in the league. When he talks about the game, prior to game, after the game, he's sending the correct messages. Because somebody needs to talk about this, the how bad this fixture uh, is organized. In six games, we are playing third uh, game. And while the teams played on Tuesday, they are playing on Sunday. We play the game on Wednesday and we play away game in Riza, which is the other end of Turkey coming back to Istanbul to home and going in the next game on Saturday, that's ridiculous. I don't know who is deciding these match fixtures, but somebody needs to address this. And funny thing, the Hatay Spor, our next opponent, they didn't collaborate with Beşiktaş like Kayseri and Rize did for the changing the game day. Uh, funny, really funny. The Rizespor manager Bülent Uygun was so confident on Monday, Tuesday, even on Wednesday. He was on TVs or talking uh, what he was going to do. He was going to put everything. Nobody asked from the Turkish sports media that why he didn't put everything against the previous game because he did not bring the full squad in Ankara when they play against Rizes, uh, against Laberli and they lost that game. Why he didn't bring it full squad but saved all the players to get against Besiktas and they lost. So right now uh, they lost 
six crucial points in this uh, last four weeks and they become closer to the relegation zone. So sometimes when you become too smart to play against Besiktas, actually you are hurting yourself. He wanted to save his players not to get penalized with the yellow cards or red cards or injured. He saved half of the squad, left them in Rize when he went to Ankara last Friday. Uh, but when they play with Besiktas after losing, they could have got three points or a point in Ankara if he brought the full squad. Now they lost six. And what he was saying after the game, he said they play well, the personal mistakes made the game go like that. It's total BS because Gezal dragged all the defense. He made very clear assist to Enkudu. Prior to that, I mean, we missed, we could make the game in the first half 5-0, 6-0. They didn't, we did not see our goalkeeper Ersin in the first half. And Ersin was only in the screen on the 55th minute when they attack and he saved the one-on-one -on -one with his head. And later on, one minute later, Gökhan Torres scored the second goal. And we are holding the game well. And I don't know what happens. We are making easy fouls or referees are blowing easy fouls against us. Uh, from In two minutes, they scored two goals. All of a sudden, Rize Sport manager was saying that, oh, we played well. And they came twice, basically. And the game well deserved the win by Besiktas. Actually, one of the easy games, I, I was surprised. And I wish we continue the same performance on Saturday or Sunday. I hope they change the game day to against Hatay Sport. If we win that, I think it, we're going to go 50%. We will be very close to the championship. So this is the last part. I do not wish good luck to Fenerbahce tomorrow. They are playing in Alanya. And this uh, win in Rize for Besiktas will put a lot of pressure on Fenerbahce. And um, one last word to Ersin. In the second goal, he could have come and cleared the ball with punch. He came up his line and he decided not and then took a step back. That's wrong. He should learn. He's a young goalkeeper. He should not do this. If he goes out, he will destroy everything in front of him like a bowling. Have a good evening and good luck your Knicks. They're playing against the Bulls and Bulls are tough. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.